Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life Podcast. And we have a very special guest. And it's very special because he's here for the second time. We're so happy to see him again. Welcome to Tyler Henry, star of Hollywood Mediums. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's good to see you all again. Yeah, it's great to see you all again. And I'm also here with Ali Stagnita, our on-air anchor, and uh, our silent producer, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hello, Nick. Yeah, I'm so excited to have Tyler here because, first of all, I am a huge believer in mediums and just everything that you do and connecting with the other side. And also, I just, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk <laughs> about. But before we dive in, we want to make sure everybody knows that Hollywood Medium has um, begun its its fourth season. Congratulations, four Thank seasons. You. I appreciate it. And it is on E! at 8 p.m. on Thursday night. So make sure that you guys tune in. And now we can dive in because, yes... As Ali has said, there's you did some very interesting predicting for Khloe Kardashian a little while ago. On which season was it? Was it last season? So it was last season, season three. Wow. And we sat down with both Khloe and Kylie. And oh, the two. Yes, the, the two. two. Of, all, of all of the yeah, of yeah. all of the Kardashian right. Jenners. So that was a really interesting experience because I was really tuning in with Khloe's uh, personal life, her romantic life. And I knew in that moment that based on the trajectory I was seeing that her relationship wasn't going to make it or that love life in, in the current circumstances wasn't probably going to end up good. But I, I did see, um, you know, that I did not see the Jordan situation. So like you didn't see exactly how it was going to come to the end. Correct. But yeah, I, I think it's been kind of falsely attributed to me um, as a validation. But I definitely saw the end of that. And really, I think and I know Chloe personally, I think she's a phenomenal human being and she deserves so much better. And I think better days are ahead. So mm -hmm. I'm excited now for her. When we agree with you, she yeah. deserves much better days ahead. Absolutely. But when you saw that, like what it was a message coming mm -hmm. through from the other side and who was delivering the message to her? So her father was a big, obviously a huge individual in her life. And so there was kind of a collective effort of messages that came through. But the primary message was really about her love life and keeping in consideration that physical geographical distance would really take a toll on their relationship. And mm -hmm. it made sense considering he was in a different state and she was kind of going back and forth and then lived in a different state briefly. So that, I think, really informed the decline of the relationship um, and led, obviously, to other things. Um, we have a fan question from one of our YouTube members uh, having to do with the situation, Monvi Bot. Yeah. Um, they ask, if you did know that Chloe was going to not make it in her relationship with Tristan, mm -hmm. uh, did you warn her personally afterwards off camera uh, by chance just really the truth of what you saw? You know, I, I made it very clear to her after we, we filmed that I really felt like she needed to, to keep in mind what I said about the love life. I didn't elaborate on it much mm -hmm. more. I just kind of let her know that, like, I'm here if she needed me. If these validations end up happening, you know, I'm here and I'm available. Um, but that was really as far as it went. 
That's great. Are you, when these messages come through, um, do they come through, um, like how strongly do they come through? Like if, if, if the person on the other side really saw something very dangerous, would you be able to communicate that urgently? In some cases, there have been times where it's actually happened for me personally. Um, but yeah, I find that really when I do a reading, I always say the six senses use the other five senses to communicate. So um, really, I might get a physical sensation that corresponds with how someone died. I might have a vision. I might hear a noise. I might get a smell. I might get a taste. And I have to be able to kind of take all of that information and figure out what its relevance is, how it can be interpreted into a message, and then actually deliver deliver that message in a way that can be validated. And did the message come through with any relationship to Kylie? It's actually interesting. I can't even remember. One would think I would, but (laughs) there was so much in that reading. And I often even kind of go into a bit of a trance during these sessions. Mm -hmm. So I watch the footage back and oftentimes I'll say things and I'm like, I don't remember saying that. but uh, it's Well, and that kind of happened with Alan Thicke, too, when you had spoken to him. I remember we talked about this last time. It was right after he died, and someone had come to you through. Through him. Exactly. And yeah. you had said something with your heart. Sure. And he. Well, I believe it was ultimately a family member that died of the same condition that he mm-hmm. had. And so that individual was coming through almost as a way of trying to warn him and, and to make that a preventative thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always try to leave people better than I find them. So medical information can be helpful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I think, though, he, he didn't take, he sort of laughed it off, right? Yeah, he did. I remember that. He did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's just a reminder to take our health in our own hands and really just get checked. Go get your checkups. It's important. Very mm-hmm. important. Now, what can we look forward to? What can you tell us about this season? Well, the season's very different than the other seasons, but you'll see a whole new gamut of celebrities, uh, ranging from Howie Mandel to Jill Zarin to Macklemore. I mean, it's it's an amazing cast. Um, but you'll also see me get a brain scan during a reading, and that's honestly my favorite part of the entire season. Dr. Drew and a colleague of his who's a scientist was interested in studying my brain to see during a reading what goes on. So I agreed to do this, and they monitored my brain waves. I was hooked up to a machine. Dr. Drew picked a client. They kept it completely secret from me. And it ended up being Steve-O was the client. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was a complete non-believer. Complete non-believer. Yeah. Sat oh, down I with would me. imagine. And as I sat with him, his mother came through. And not only did he have a transformative experience, which you'll see, but the brain scan reflected things that I, I can't even really convey. It was shocking. It was astounding. Dr. Drew and his colleague were left like completely baffled. Really? And we're like a normal up. human brain yes. does not do the things your brain did. Exactly. So well, you'll so see the specifics. It's now, do these, did they do a scan before you started? Yes. So they got a baseline just to see how my brain is when I'm going about my day, when I'm in a non-intuitive state. And then they monitored it when I was doing a reading. And the contrast was crazy. What I will say is my brain waves were, were really where it was at, where the, the abnormalities were. Because basically uh, beforehand, my brain looked awake. And the second I started scribbling, my brain waves suddenly began looking like I was falling asleep. Oh my gosh. But I was fully oh. conscious. And right. then it kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Wow. And it kept looking like I was getting deeper and falling asleep even more. But I'm fully conscious talking to Steve-O. So that was just an abnormality they couldn't explain. And you'll see it more in depth on the show. Are they going to do that on, or did they only do that once? Be interesting to do it more than once. Exactly. Because you might react differently with different messages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've suggested that. And we're definitely going to follow up and kind of probably do some private testing. Yeah. Uh, just to see, even for curious. Sake. Why did you want to 
put that out there. I wanted to show people that I had nothing to hide and, mm-hmm. you know, and being a medium and get a lot of uh, different opinions yeah. about, you know, what I do. And so I wanted to show my willingness to get a brain scan to show that, you know, I do what I do and I'm willing to have that seen and to see the results of that. So I was game and I'm really thankful that they were a part of it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, I think we talked about this maybe last time, but have you ever found, done readings where nobody comes through? There have been times where the person the client was hoping to hear from didn't come through. There's always been something that's came through in every reading I've done. Um, I think of my reading with Tori Spelling where she brought her father's typewriter and wanted to connect with him. But meanwhile, she had a friend who passed away who came through for a living friend she had in the other room. So you never know who's going to come through. And I always oh. say, I can't dial direct. I have no control over you know <laughs> right. who, who connects. It's really on, on their terms. I'm like, hello, get in the dial tone. Um, so yeah, it's all really on the terms of the other side. What do you think it is? Like, what do you think that that world, that other side is mm-hmm. that makes spirits available or to know who you... Well, sure. makes them available, number one, but that the right spirits show up for the person that you're talking to. Sure. So I believe when we transition, there's a whole lot of things that happen. And I don't claim to understand the other side or the enormity of you know some of the biggest questions we have. But what I will say is I believe when we transition, as our consciousness continues, I believe we go into a non-physical state, obviously, where I think we have a greater understanding of the ripple effect that our actions and our, and our inactions had on the world around us. And I think we end up kind of processing our ego, letting things go. I define the ego as any external belief system that we accept about ourselves. So our strongly held opinions, our strongly held beliefs about ourselves, about others, I believe we process all of that when we transition. And so as a result, I believe they learn a lot. They come to a degree of acceptance on some level, um, but it's really a process. And that's more what I've I've been given insight into versus like an actual place or like golden gates or like (laughs) anything like that. So it's been more of a process that I've, I've seen. Since you've been here in the last year, um, what will you? What do you say that you've kind of learned, even about your gift in the last year, that maybe has changed or developed at all? You know, I, I think it's really taught me the importance of sticking to my guns and sticking to the information that's coming through. Um, it's very easy as a medium to kind of doubt yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, human beings, we doubt ourselves. So as a medium, you know, you have to really have that conviction and have that trust. And so through everything I've done, whether it's with a skeptic or a believer, it's it's really taught me to go with my gut, to really trust myself because these messages don't come from me. They're just kind of delivered by me. And trusting that has been something I've really had to do. And have you, does it sometimes happen that you're not even doing a reading that a message will come to you? Sometimes, but seldom, just because I basically fill my schedule nowadays with one-on-one readings. So that takes up a lot of my energy. But if I go like, say, two weeks without doing a reading, usually I start getting a little stir crazy. I'll start having stuff come through when I go outside, when I interact with people. Really? And I actually have to do readings in order to, to survive. I truly believe that, like at my core. Um, if I don't do readings for about two weeks, I start getting really emotionally overwhelmed and mentally overwhelmed. So it's some, for some reason, some form of a release. And when I do it, it allows me to kind of recalibrate and kind of get a baseline again. Well, do you think that spirits are looking to find somebody to speak through? Possibly. I mean, I would assume that, that would be the case on some level, obviously not everybody can do it. So there would be a limited amount of people. But I also think they're very connected to their loved ones and trying to give them signs and indications that they're around. But 
I just think there's certain limitations, you know, in their realm and in ours. Do they need a human to give a sign? You know, a lot of people think like, oh, like the bird flying above sure. me and things like that. Do you think that there needs to be a human outlet? No, I don't no. think there there has to be a human outlet. I think so many signs can come through in so many different mm-hmm. ways. I don't. The thing is, is this. I believe that we can see signs from loved ones from nature. Like some people will see, you know, a sparrow and think, oh, it's grandpa. I don't believe grandpa's on the other side sending sparrows to your yard. You know, I, yeah. realistically, I don't think that's the case. What I do think is that they on the other side know when we attribute certain things to them. Mm-hmm. So if you see a sparrow and you're like, oh, that reminds me of grandpa, you might be noticing that sparrow for a reason. So okay. it's not that he's necessarily sending the sparrow. It's more what caused you to look up and see it. Mm. That to me is more the sign. Do you have any thoughts on ravens? Ravens? Yeah, totally. I mean, bird symbology is really interesting. Because ravens are supposed to be inhabited by spirits. That's what they, in some belief systems, yeah. And it's fascinating, all the different kind of beliefs around it. And to me, it's even kind of symbolic. Like, there's a lot of bird symbology. People see butterflies, things like that. Um, I've kind of tried to process as to why that is. Mm -hmm. And I think it could just kind of represent, like, an elevated level of consciousness. It's Mm -hmm. more symbolic. And so that might be why people see, like, winged things and have that association. Because dragonflies, butterflies flies, uh, sparrows, people for some reason really connect with those symbols. I've never heard that about any, about um, butterflies or dragonflies. You have? Yes, and lights, like some lights flickering, things like that. I know that we always will associate that with things. And um, it's interesting because I remember when I was young, um, I had walked past like maybe just the TV was on in, in my house and it was a woman on TV talking on a talk show and she said heaven was seven feet off the ground or <laughs> yes. something like Sylvia that. Sylvia Brown. Yes. 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 Okay. And <laughs> I always think about it. Hilarious. Yes. I've read her books. What do you think about that? Because I have that has stuck with me. And I, I'm telling you, I probably saw it when I was four. Right. She was like, you pop out like a 90 degree angle when you die and, and it's like yeah. 72 degrees on the other side and that's always yeah yeah no, no. and then I'm just here and I'm like I'm like <laughs> Sylvia Brown was a was a great author um, I I am thankful in the sense that she paved the way for mediumship in a big way and bringing it to the public consciousness I don't was personally, she a medium she claimed to be she claimed okay. to be I can't really say because I never met her right but um what I will say is some of her her beliefs I agree with and the vast majority I don't okay so, um but again I think she did a great job in creating a conversation bringing that to public consciousness and I think it's great okay. In, <laughs> in some of the people that you've got this season, um, like Jill, yes. Jill Zarin, was she anxious to connect with her ex? Well, not, no, her no, late, husband. late husband. Late husband. Yes. Oh, dear. That's such a terrible mistake. Oh, no, it's all good. I, it's uh, It was really interesting when I connected with her because before we actually did the reading, uh, we played tennis. And mm-hmm. tennis was really her outlet of basically like going through her grief process. So it was really interesting doing a physical activity and then doing a reading because <laughs> that had never been happened before. And it actually helped. It, I feel like it shook off my nerves. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, but in sitting down with her, it was really kind of a family affair because her sister was there. Her daughter was there. And as her husband came through, he was able to relay messages not only for her but for other people. And she didn't know certain things. And then her sister would come in and interrupt the reading and be like, this is what it is. And then her daughter would come on and interrupt the reading and say, this is what it is. So by the end of the reading, I had connected with so many other people, even beyond Jill, that it was just really cathartic. Were you concerned that her husband wasn't going to be the one to come through? And yes. that's concerning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like sitting down with 
little Kim and Biggie not coming. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's awkward. That doesn't right. happen. Right. That yeah. would be awkward. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, so, yes, there was definitely some degree of pressure. But I'm also honest. If I don't get it, I don't yeah. get it. And with Tori Spelling, it's like, you know, she brought her father's typewriter. I was trying to connect with that. I couldn't. And her dad didn't come through. So. Right. Well, I mean, listen, you, you have no control. You have to be right. honest. Have you sought out people ever who you wanted to read um, or – because you're interested in the person that they were trying to reach. I have not done that yet, but that that would be interesting. There are some people I think could benefit from a reading. Uh, Ariana mm-hmm. Grande comes to mind just because of oh, Mac Miller's yes. passing yes. and all that trauma. So I feel like she'd be into it. I, honestly, I've, I've read her brother Frankie before, oh, and, I love Frankie. and it was actually for Hollywood Medium in the very beginning. It just never aired, and and he was lovely. So mm-hmm. she'd be incredible. I feel like Paris Jackson and Blanket would be really great to do too, uh, just to. Course. See, especially with, I mean, this new documentary coming out about Michael and just to see if he would come through. And And it would help them, I think, give them closure. Yeah, I definitely think if I were to do that, it's one I would want to do privately because I feel like his life has been taken and and honestly exploited by the media Mm -hmm. in such a way that uh, if I were to do that, like intimately with his children, it'd probably be. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I like that, though. I like that you kind of keep that privacy and for sure we'll just have to confidentiality have and yeah respect for the human being and yeah. so it sounds to me like you're much more interested in helping the living yes. rather than because i i'm i think probably it's somewhat cathartic for the person on the other side sure. if they have a message that they want to deliver yeah. too it's kind of the thing it's a it's a two-sided healing in the sense that we see you know the person on camera get the validation but then the spirit too in their own way is able to i believe move on in their process mm-hmm. and in a way that they might not have been able to before um, just knowing that their loved ones have heard their message and i remember when i was 16 i one day i had a reading in a, a little office i had and as i was finishing up i heard a voice and it was a woman's voice and it just said thank you oh and I was completely alone in the office, and wow. it was like right here. And I just looked up and I said, "You're welcome." You're welcome. You know? Wow. So. You keep when you talk about the spirits and the people coming through. You keep looking up. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, I do that a lot in the readings. Actually, it's you'll see that when I scribble, it's kind of my mm-hmm. way of getting into a trance. I find when intuitive information comes through, it's uh, almost kind of like a thought popping into your head. Okay, so you're looking so, into your brain, almost. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like if you had a song stuck in your head, or mm-hmm. like if you just remembered something that you, you forgot your car keys and you remember exactly where they were. You're like, oh, okay. That's kind of basically what it is. Why do you think that more people don't have your gift? I think people aren't open to it. I think there's a lot of people who have the ability to connect. I think we all have an intuition. I think just from a very early age, people are taught to not trust themselves, to look externally for information, for support, for sources. Um, I think people kind of neglect their own inner tuition and their own inner knowledge. And so I I really didn't have that. I was an only child growing up. I was definitely a bit of a loner. And so I I just kind of lived in my own little world. And eventually it actually paid off in the sense Mm -hmm. that I think it helped me trust what I would think and what I would feel in a way that maybe others didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Do you think there's a way for people to develop it? I think so. If you have it, I think it can be developed, but I think it has to be refined through trial and error, through really um, a validation-based process. Because to me, really, the only way to give a, a good reading is to provide validation. It has to be specific information. And being able to bring that up repeatedly is, is really kind of where it's at if, if you're wanting to develop it and I think essential to the process. Did anybody else in your family have this gift? Nope. I'm the only one. So that we know of. Uh, right. You know, that you know that of. That we know of. It could have been, you know, a, a great, great, great grandpa or grandma. But as far as we know, yeah, I'm the only one. And have you met other mediums? I have met other mediums. John Edward, James von Prague, um, most of the big ones. I have not met Teresa Caputo. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they've all been really valuable resources just from a professional perspective and being in the media and knowing how to deal with audiences and live readings. So. Could you feel their gift? Definitely, do yeah. You f- yeah, do you feel people's gifts? For sure. And when people have like a proclivity for it, I can, I can sometimes pick up on it. And in the case of John Edward, his presence was really like a ton of bricks. Um, oh. Yeah, which was a good thing. It was like a, like a very powerful energy and same with, with the others. So, Are there people who you think don't know their gifts but you do? Like can you set like, do I have a gift? Oh. Well, <laughs> like, tell me if I'm gifted. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> well, if you are, Allie, can you please do a reading for exactly. me? Exactly. Yeah. I need a reading. Yes, but uh, yeah, there are other times. Oh. <laughs> just meditate. Your head's going to start spinning. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 like snakes. Lizards. Yes. <laughs> just start charming. Them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, but I did want to ask, last time you were here, you were telling us a little bit of that sometimes your readings take a toll on your health. Sure. Um, you know, your heart and just your entire body. Yeah. Have you managed that? Um, is that why you wanted to do the brain scan? That was part of it, actually. Yeah, I wanted to see what things were being affected physiologically because beyond the visions and impressions I get in a reading, I have very physical effects. I sweat profusely. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame them on lighting necessarily because the client's <laughs> pretty fine. And, you know, I'm <laughs> drenched in sweat. So there's definitely things that I knew uh, were going on in my body because I'd get pains and corresponding right. feelings. So I wanted to do the brain scan to kind of help clarify that. And it did. It, it showed abnormal, like, stimulus when there shouldn't have been stimulus. Um, parts of my brain were lighting up that just weren't situationally correct. So it just didn't make sense. And mm-hmm. it was pretty baffling. Do you um, do you work out at all? <laughs> well, how, I, I wouldn't even have to ask these guns, you know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just like because it seems like it takes a physical toll on you. It does. It does. I probably so, should work out. That would be a good thing. I, in fact, I do quite the opposite. I go home and I take a nap when I'm, I'm done with reading just because it can be so draining. Yeah. But going back to the Jill Zarin reading, playing tennis before, I mean, that actually helped me shake off my nerves. Uh-huh. So maybe I should work out before reading. I'll be even I'll get buff. You can, and, right. You yeah, could like. A large look, medium. You could work out with your client beforehand. Exactly. A large medium. We're going to pitch that. that I like that. If this goes south, that's the next show. That's the next one that you're going to have to big, bulk up. Big and buff medium. Exactly. Watch out, Chris Hemworth. That's exactly. funny. Um, yes. when, but going off of what Bonnie said about not just working out, but you go take a nap because this just takes – it. Be, because do you feel like you are emoting – what these people Definitely. are telling you? I was actually watching the show last night, and it, I, in watching my mannerisms, they're exaggerated. I like it's really fascinating because I don't think about it when I'm doing the reading, mm-hmm. but 
I, it really is like an interpreter. When you see someone interpreting sign language on, on the news or whatever, they're, they're kind of over-exaggerating as a way to communicate. And it's actually very similar. I find mm -hmm. myself like making really strong facial expressions or like just emoting what's coming through. Because one of the biggest challenges in my job is attributing words to feelings right. and being able to make it make sense. So I kind of try to convey it in any way possible. So it doesn't come through an actual language. Correct. It's really more of a series of symbols and impressions that are quite subtle, but in the right mindset, they can be noticed and delivered. Because I was wondering if you could do a reading for somebody who spoke, who had spoken a different language. Yes, absolutely. That, that happens quite oh. commonly. And the beauty of that is that because information comes through visually, symbolically, and kind of conceptually, that transcends language. So people aren't like, hi, my name's Bob, and I died of cancer, and tell grandma I love her. It's more these feelings and points of reference that I recognize and can kind of draw similarities from. So it's right. more of an interpretive process. Because like with Alan Thicke, like your heart hurt, yes, right? Yes, I had chest pain, your my chest heart pain. was racing, and it was just like an uncomfortable feeling. And then when I delivered it, it, it minimized. Okay, because that's how you know you're like, I'm not having a heart attack. Exactly, because when I deliver it, then it goes away from me. I've delivered the message, so they have no need to deliver it to me on the other side. Why do you think the spirits on the other side, though, can foretell the future? I think that they have an idea more of the trajectory of the present. I always tell people the future's not set in stone. Good. And I even claim mm. when I do readings, like, look, this isn't guaranteed as far as the future goes. I really liken it to a Frisbee. If you were to throw a Frisbee in the air, you'd have an idea of its trajectory, right? Uh -huh. Well, midway through in, in the air, you can kind of have an idea of probably where that Frisbee's going to land. In the same way that an intuitive person, if they sit with you, they might be able to get an idea of the trajectory of your love life or of your career. Right. There's always a possibility that a gust of wind is going to come out of nowhere and throw that Frisbee off. But it helps at least to kind of have an idea of the current path we're on. So um, right. they, on the other side, I believe, are inherently connected to us. So they usually have an understanding of what our priorities are, what our trajectories are, and, and what we're kind of most needing assistance with. Like Tristan Thompson's a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> if that would have came through, that would have uh, been quite the premiere. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, oh we want gosh. Chloe to be the next Bachelorette. Yes. Oh, she's incredible. Well, you talked to Chris Harrison, didn't I you? I did, yes, yesterday. Oh, that's that right. Last night's episode. Last yes. night's episode. And he was so offended I didn't recognize him, but that was really fun. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. He, I, he, he really thought I was going to. He was insistent, but I don't watch The Bachelor, so I had no clue. Well, well, yeah, isn't that one of the things that like, you don't want to know beforehand exactly. because you because you don't want the accusations that you've had time to research yes. the person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't know who they are. Right. Unless I recognize them and I'm like, oh, it's Rebel Wilson or right. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. But yeah, going into it, I never know who's going to open the door. Do you see, because yeah, I just, I know we're probably just asking questions like, oh my gosh, but I just, I'm so interested. Do you see the person that's coming through like oh they have blonde hair and blue eyes and often not i'm glad okay. you asked that question because that clears up a really common misconception yeah. that it's like the movie ghosts that we see dead people standing right. around us and the reality <laughs> is when when we connect it's, it's really more of a process of being able to pick up on the subtle impressions and, and things like that so mm -hmm. yeah it's very different than how yeah it's actually like seeing a ghost right like I'll, i'm more likely to connect to concepts okay symbols messages versus like them dedicating the energy to conveying their physicality. They have a limited energy, I believe, so they don't waste time showing me how they looked or like anything along those lines. They, they convey concepts, ideas, symbols as a way of relating their messages. So you don't think that there are ghosts? I believe in, in spirits or consciousnesses that may not have fully transitioned into that next state, but I don't believe in ghosts in the traditional sense, like the, ooh, I'm, I'm ooh, bumping in the night, and, right. you know, and, and, and trapped and stuck and, you know, uh, haunting 
think people, I think if there are scary uh, paranormal experiences that people have or ghostly activity, it's really a cry for help. I, I don't believe that it's usually an evil force or anything demonic. I think if anything, it's, it's usually situations where these consciousnesses may be stuck and they're doing anything to try to bring awareness to the surroundings that they're there and that they need help. So people falsely attribute fear to that. How do you help a consciousness? Well, I believe that often requires a medium to be able to kind of okay. step in and help an individual transition. But I'll say in my entire career, I've done it once. Was so it scary? It wasn't scary. And it was in the very beginning. We had a haunting in our house of this little girl. And we took a picture. There was a photograph of this, like, silhouette of a child. Wow. And, and over the, where, where was this? This is in my home in Hanford, and uh, where I was born, my childhood home. So I basically got this photo. And after that, all of these things started happening. Stuff started flying off the shelves. Like, my mom serious and dad. Stuff. Serious stuff. And my mom and dad uh, were both, you know, pretty even keel. And they believed me, but they weren't really into, like, ghost stuff. Well, they had, like ton of ghost experiences like after that they were seen they saw this little girl oh my there were weird things my dad felt like the bed sheets being tugged so i i had to basically were they freaked out they were yeah okay. so, i'd say so yeah. yeah so at that point you know i just tried my best i said a little prayer i tried my best to help her transition and i didn't know what i was doing but after that it stopped so I can only assume that in some way it, it helped her. How old were you? And were you aware of your gift at that point? I was. So at that time, let's see, I was probably around 15 or 16 because it was right around when I told okay. my dad and kind of had to spill the beans about what I could You're do. Like, I see dead people. I was like, I see dead Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it went just like that. <laughs> and he kind of looks like Bruce Willis. So it was a little okay. weird. <laughs> <It's> very strange. <laughs> um, I, my husband did like saw ghosts. Yes. And we were staying, we were in Italy in Tuscany at this um, little villa hotel. Yeah. And we didn't know there was a ghost there but he saw this man by the pool dressed in a very elegant white suit mm -hmm. with a panama hat and he watched him walk across like uh, i don't know yeah. not on the water i mean by the side and then he just sort of shimmered and disappeared yep. and that dinner when he brought this up at the table mm -hmm. another woman went wait I saw a man in a white suit down there too, and he disappeared. I thought I was crazy. Like someone else saw him, and then we found out that yes, that wow. was the ghost of the place. That's Gosh, I'm literally so, tearing up. That scares yeah. the crap yeah. out of me. But like, so why would a ghost be doing <laughs> sure. that? Like just be this vision yeah. by the pool. You know, I, I always tell people like when people ask about spirits, they're like, okay, when people die, I get that they come through as spirits, but like clothing doesn't have a life so like why are people seeing like polyester or cotton yeah. like and so they both <laughs> described know? an elegant white suit right so i believe it's, it's really when people see spirits i don't believe that they have a body as much as i think that they somehow from as a, a consciousness are able to project a memory of what they once looked like mm. that we as human beings might be able to see so when we die i don't believe we're like stuck in the clothing we wear when we die yeah. i believe yeah. our consciousness i want to come back right? it's like this moment right yeah right. So, right. <laughs> and what if you die and like you were in a bad outfit yeah yeah. Exactly. So I don't think the outfits go with them. If anything, if they manifest, it's more, I think, just their perception of themselves and, and more the projection of them. So. Yeah, and I wonder why they stay in a certain spot. I know. I, I wonder it too. Well, so with the consciousness, like you were saying that the little girl was stuck or this right. guy, do you feel like he was stuck in this hotel or, or why do people get stuck? It's hard to say and it's an area that I don't have a ton of experience uh -huh. in because I would say 99.9% .9 of my work has been with spirits that have already transitioned. Okay. So it's an area I have a lot of questions on too. I actually kind of avoid the paranormal side of things because mm -hmm. I feel like it's very heavy and mm -hmm. very like a little, it can feel a little dark. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I try to kind of avoid like ghost hunting shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, it's not my. my Me either. Area. Clearly, I start to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm she fascinated is. by it all. She oh, is. <laughs> well, I'm fascinated um, by what you do, and Thank I'm fat. And so, listen. I know you've got a, a flight to catch, yes. so I don't want you to miss your plane. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm I'm having a, a feeling. <laughs> She's having a, a traffic. Vision. Yes, it's, yes, it's sending me a message. And listen, um, it's wonderful to talk to you Thank and you. see you again. Congratulations! Thank and uh, we're all going to look forward to watching the show, Hollywood Medium. Oh, well, it's already started. 8 p.m. Thursdays on E. And please come back again. And I want to see you in L.A. and have a reading. She wants a reading. I'm telling you. I I really want to connect with somebody. Good. Don't tell me who. Okay. 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 (laughs) And then really quickly, I just want to shout out um, our YouTube membership subscribers who are amazing um, on our podcast right now. Monvi Bot, Preston, Alexandra Rossi, Night Runner, Tyler Plays, Maria Underwood, Septic Spud, and Jono Plays. Thank you guys so much for being members. Tyler Thank Henry, you. thanks you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> okay, safe travels. Thanks Thank so much you. for coming. Can't wait to come back. Yes. <laughs> yes. 